so how is your uh so how is your holiday uh your winter break or whatever you want to call it your holiday festivities how did that go yeah they went i got a lot of fat loot heck yeah lots of fat loot yeah swords and comics and puzzles and uh posters and geez that sounds incredible and socks <laughs> yeah, I've got. I mean, it won't be. It, it's not Christmas without uh, without socks. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, quieter, obviously, but I made sure. A, yeah, smaller prime rib and chip. Yeah, it was good. How about you? Not bad. Not bad. We didn't really do that much in the way of gifts. We we each, uh, me and my wife each each got each other uh, each other some stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to brag or anything, but mostly we just, uh, we, I donated a fair amount of money to the, uh, Los Angeles food bank and food banks across the country. <laughs> you know, it's a season of giving after all. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I bought some shit. I bought Tanya a hot toy. <laughs> so, uh, uh, fuck you and your altruism. Yep. <laughs> That's the right. That's the right. Uh, <laughs> that's the right response. Robin, shut up about all your charity work. I hate it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for making me feel like a scumbag. Uh, <laughs> good on you. Uh, it was a trap. Cue the cue the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty live, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Hello and welcome to Pop Saga. While this may be a new year, we are still the same smooth, full-body podcast you have grown to love. Today we'll be talking about the 1980 film Flash Gordon. I, I had to, sorry, I apologize. Uh, directed by <laughs> Mike Hodges, written by Lorenzo Simple Jr., starring Sam Jones as Flash Gordon, Melody Anderson as Dale Arden, Ornelia Multi as Princess Aura, Max Von Cedow as Ming, Timothy Dalton dun, 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 as Prince Baron, and the true star of the film, Brian Blessed, as Prince Volton. As always, I am joined by Hawk Person Fortun, and my <laughs> name is Jontas. And I didn't think about it when I wrote it, but Forrest made me think that it sounds like jaundice and i don't mean it that way i meant like Clytus, <laughs> but i was not going to bother to fix it so because i'm not rewriting this stuff anyway Does please join <laughs> please join us while we <laughs> into this film there you go fantastic <laughs> Um, doesn't jaundice seem like some, like, like how somebody's grandpa would pronounce jaundice? Yeah. He's got I, the jaundice. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I, and I didn't even mean it that way. So that's how I know innocent shit could happen from the best intentions. I didn't even. I was like, yeah, Jantus, because it's like Clytus or whatever. And that's perfect. He's like the coolest dude looking dude in this whole film, played by fucking Lobot himself. Like, yeah. You know, I, I was like, I have to be this guy. And then you pointed that out, and I was like, well, fuck it. We're doing it live. Kind of. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not changing it. Not whatsoever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, you could have been uh, uh, Prince Jarin. No. <laughs> Jarin? See, I, I thought about that, and I hated his name from the jump when I heard it. I was like, Baron with an A? <laughs> get out of here but you know if your name is baron with an a and an i instead of an o i apologize but didn't suit timothy dalton didn't no he was in a different movie everyone is in a different movie in this movie 1980s flash garden <laughs> That's more what than I? that's more than you'd get from. <laughs> not playing that uh, one. We're never giving you any more of that, so uh-uh. stop asking. Yeah, and I get I get DMs about it. They're like, "Come on, man, play like four seconds of it." I'm like, "No, no, no." I don't think so. Uh-uh. <laughs> you are. That's all you're getting. <laughs> if you want to hear the whole thing, you'll have to go. Almost anywhere. <laughs> yeah, anywhere. <laughs> Just type it into Google. I mean, shit, at this point, wait for like a commercial to come on. I'm pretty sure it'll be there, or one of their yeah. songs will be. <laughs> he. <laughs> That'd be funny if that was the only commercial. <laughs> it was just all like. He. Fresca, <laughs> that slush in the bottom of your trash can with combination. <laughs> that was it. Uh, Thirsty. I wouldn't put it past Fresca to do something like that. That's probably all they could afford. I mean, it's Coke, but they don't make it anymore anymore. So they don't. Yeah, apparently they're taking that shit off the shelves again. Like the, the first time wasn't enough to kill it. It's like, it takes, is know. there anything COVID won't take from us? Shit, <laughs> no. <laughs> the one good thing. Yeah, the one good thing is they got rid of Fresca. Everything else is pretty garbage. Well, uh, we took a week off there. How did that feel? It felt uh, strange to yeah, be... like something was uh, missing, was a, but was we're back miss. now. Yeah, I was like, I don't... I, I'm filled with a bunch of asinine ideas about movies, and I need to be able to share them with the public. And then, you know, I got over that. Cyberpunk and everything was fine. <laughs> and then I forgot about it. Yep. Yeah. Um but it's good to be uh it's good to be back. Um back again. Pop saga's back. Tell a friend. Fucking tell a friend. <laughs> tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. For God's sakes, please tell a friend. <laughs> oh, don't get sued for that either. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's good to be back. Happy to be talking about uh, Flash Gordon. I figured mm-hmm. it should be a film that we 
check off of the list of pop culturedom and pass judgment on whether it really deserves to be there or not. Um, yeah. So you yeah. you chose this one. Um, I did. What? Why? So <laughs> why? <laughs> why? <laughs> well, so I chose this one originally because. Oh. In December, it did it originally came out like December of um, 90, 1980. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's close enough to its, you know, 40th anniversary. So I just felt it was, you know, time we talk about it now versus like, you know, two or three years from now. I was like, well, it's its 43rd anniversary. <laughs> Obviously, it's more than 40, but it just doesn't sound as impressive. So, I very wish to talk about it closer than later. Yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about it, um, go through it since it was 40th. Long story short, or short story long, as the <laughs> old acting teacher used to say. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a. It, it's definitely a movie that was important to people. I think you can you see that. I think certainly uh, Seth MacFarlane made several references to it in the movie Ted. And it was obviously a, an important movie to him. Um, to me, it was weird. I don't. I was such a Star Wars kid. I was so into Star Wars that I, uh, I totally missed this one. I don't know what happened, but uh, I didn't see it until I feel like I saw it uh, like this. Maybe not this decade, but like from in the early aughts, maybe for the very first time. And uh, I thought for sure it had been made in like 1963. Like I didn't even look it up. <laughs> I was like, it's like, no. wow, this is like not bad for so. Like this is one of those really old ones. Yeah, um, pretty, this must be when Technicolor was just invented. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I was shocked to find out it came out in 1980. Yeah, I mean, oh, holy, like. You, you felt like someone watched Empire. And, I mean, I guess these things must have been filmed at the same time, but there's a whole part where I was like, wow, did they go to the Dagobah scene and shoot some shit real quick? <laughs> right? Yeah, did they, uh... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a dig on the Dagobah trees, if you think those... <laughs> if you well, think those you, have parody. Well, no, I mean, like, maybe they went when they were breaking... They were like, hey... Hey guys, are you done Don't with Don't break this that set? swamp. Yeah, well, we already tore half of it down. It doesn't have anything. Oh no, this is perfect. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're going to put we're a gonna bunch gonna of film... smoke machines in there. We're going to put a yeah. bunch of potting soil in that water. Yeah, we're going to film this shit in like four hours. We got this covered. Hey, Timothy who's got baby? those green lights? Who's got those green gels? Timothy, baby, we need you in your, your uh, Peter Pan outfit. Come here. Come here, Pete, uh, come here, Timothy. Come here, Timothy, baby. Sam, Sam, Sam. Gonna need you to uh, just jump in the water. Okay, let's go. Uh, okay, boss. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just kidding, Sam Jones. You're uh, you're great. Um, yeah. So I I have no sort of nostalgic connection to this movie, and uh, <clears throat> I will say that I watched it with my wife, and she enjoyed the costumes, and I. I have to say I enjoyed the costumes too. Um, we'll get into it, but I think there are some things that this this movie does well. 
um, just being a watchable isn't one of them. <laughs> it was the kind of movie that I started, and I was like, maybe I want to like break this up into like a couple viewings, and then I was like, don't do that. Just get it over with. <laughs> yeah, I kind of um, I paused, took a good about two hour break. <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie's about an hour and a half long and I was just like alright I'm gonna go uh, what's on the YouTube yeah. no no this movie is two hours long is it yeah oh I don't remember oh yeah it's about an hour fifty that's right yeah that's right so here's something that I thought was fun right off the bat Lorenzo Semple Jr. Come to making his second uh, appearance on Pop Saga in, in, you know, a little under a month, I think, right? Yeah. I think he was the writer of those Batman episodes that we reviewed, or at least one he, of them. He was. He was. He was. And, he was like uh, the, first, the first couple. Yeah, and, and I feel like that comes through in the, in the movie. Well... You know, like when the director, uh, Mike Hodges, is quoted as saying, uh, 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 $27 million most improvised movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, it kind of shows. It just kind of shows. Yeah, what's weird, too, is the, you know, this was obviously like a passion project for Dino De Laurentiis. And if you're not familiar with him, he's like a prolific Italian director and the, I want to say, grandfather of Giada De Laurentiis, the uh, famous uh, TV chef and uh, possessor of far too many teeth. (laughs) I saw Dino De Laurentiis, I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, Mike Hodges, who's that? And then I realized he directed part of the omen three but then stopped halfway through oh you mean that that movie that there's like two versions of yeah and then i was just like that's cool what else has he done and then an episode of the hitchhiker okay all right then that was really it and i was like oh well good for him Oh, he did the original Get Carter, I guess, with Michael Caine. I don't have Michael Caine, but that's close <laughs> enough to it, right? Mark, yeah. Marco Caine. Yeah. No, sir. Nope, don't have it. <laughs> I am Michael Caine. Uh, I am I'll Michael... Said, I'll promise you... You'll... No, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone seems to have a Michael Caine. I don't got it. I yeah. don't got it. I don't want it. Actually, I, do. I think that'd be a pretty good one. I think you could get there. I think that with a just just listen to Michael Caine for like ten seconds. I think you get there. The size of a tangerine. <laughs> the size of a tangerine. Nope. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't, Master Wayne. I haven't. Do you want to take your Cali Red down a trip on Flash Gordon Lane? Let's do it. Let's talk about. Let's stop procrastinating and actually talk about Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what we're doing. Um, because reasons. Sure. Yeah. Um, so this movie starts with a cold open. 
Uh, I did not remember that. Um, and I think there's a good reason, because this cold open is fucking bonkers. I'm bored. How about this planet? Cool. I've got a bunch of lights that I guess are just for every planet. Hot hail. Let's do some of the hot hail. Yeah, the hot hail. That'd be where I would draw the line. I, if yeah, I was so- Zarkov, I'm... I, I'm doing what Zarkov did just to stop a motherfucker from shooting hot hail at me. Yeah. Especially since the hot hail is like apparently moon rocks. <laughs> it's like, so you're not even doing anything. It's just the moon breaking apart. Yeah, is that is that just a meteor shower? Isn't that like, what the what the heck is hot hail? I, I, I wrote to myself, what the hell is hot hail? And then just a note to myself, look it up. I didn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I did not do that. I, th- I think hot hail in real science would just be steam? I don't know. I don't think hail could yeah. be hot or it would be like a volcano erupting. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that works. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still really weird cold open that it's just like it's uh, you don't know who it is yet. It's just like a weird ass target um that is like over a like a high school diorama uh version of earth um and he uses his ring to push various buttons to cause natural disasters uh yep and i don't think it's ever really properly explained how but he can do it he can also shoot himself at a plane (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Like <laughs> he did do that. He did. Ming has that type of power. I mean, you know. Look, I don't want to bury the lead. This was Max von Sydow, and um, he used his power for evil um, this time around, and he, he proceeded to shoot himself into an airplane somehow. <laughs> but just yep. an image. Yeah. So now we get to see what Lor Senteca was up to uh, before he uh, got the uh, map to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he is in a real dark place, I guess. Yep. <laughs> he was just <laughs> doing his thing on uh, Planet Mongo. I do appreciate that every unit of measurement has Mongo or Ming in it. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess, you know, if I ruled, you know, if I had kids or something, I'd be like, no, 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 no. That is three John Tall. (laughs) You're going to have to go to your room for three Mongos. When we finally get the, the credits, the opening credits to this film, we have the awesome... Uh, Queen song overlaid on some real cheesy business. Now, I, I'm aware that comic book movies or movies based on comic books since then have employed a similar technique, which is to show some like uh, panels from the comics. But they went full on motion graphics for some of this, like actually animating some of it. Some of it and uh, it looks like they had like maybe five drawings they could use, and they just use them over and over and over again with different like, treatments, of course. Like flipped them around, turned them upside down, uh, zoomed out very far. Yeah, this was weird, 
And um, I thought it was doubly weird that it was also mixed in with the footage of, like, volcanoes erupting (laughs) and, like, hurricanes. (laughs) Right. It was either all stock footage or something else. So, it, like, I thought the the comic book parts actually looked pretty high fidelity compared to the the actual stuff that was going. And the whole time you're just kind of getting the... Yeah, wait a second for this part, but you know, maybe it'll start playing. We'll just keep talking. Oh, there you go. I swear I cut that out. I promise. <laughs> you're just getting this, and you're just like, okay. And you're like, all right. And you're so like, already, already the theme song has spoiled the movie. Yeah, like if you were if you weren't sure what he was going to do, now you know he's the savior of the universe because you know he is nothing but a man. That's just one of the lyrics. Oh no, we'll we'll find out. Uh, we'll talk about it when when it becomes time. But yeah. Flash Gordon has powers, and we'll talk about them. Um, but uh, yeah, we get through this 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 kind of corny. It's corny as hell. I mean, I think that some of the comic book stuff kind of works but the the designs they did with maybe the exception of uh ming and a few of the other characters uh really kind of deviated from the original serials and comic books so it just kind of serves to remind you if you're a fan of those comic books that you're not going to really be seeing that yeah honestly i think if they didn't have the parts of earth getting showing the volcanoes and stuff i think the comic art would have been better I, I, yeah. I honestly felt like the live action stuff is what brought it down. And yeah, I think. Well, I think the the comic stuff veers between between being very cool and like really corny. Like the when they do the sort of weird embossed effect and just have it sort of fly across the screen with like a, a light trail. That's like terrible. But then when they when they do it, like when they they you almost want to say. Did they invent the motion graphics like uh, intro scene? Because like the way that they take the comics and sort of animate them and bring them to life in some of the parts, I thought was really cool. Uh, but in general, like you said, that the live action parts and the parts with like the weird seventies embossed BS kind of brought the quality of the intro down for me a little bit. Also. Speaking of bad quality, when it finally shows the uh, the the title treatment to Flash Gordon, yikes! What is this? Is this the first pass? What is happening? Yeah, no, it's bueno. It looked really rudimentary in that sort of delightfully corny and uh, nostalgic to some i'm sure uh 70s way where it's like got like the rounded edges and it's sort of obviously hand hewn um but uh we'll find out later that that must be a uh, creation of uh ming's artisans because <laughs> <laughs> it is a uh, spoiler alert it is uh printed on uh flash gordon's very lavish tombstone um for a for a treasonous prisoner he is given the kind of burial burial you would uh you would expect for a a pharaoh but uh i'm getting a a bit ahead of myself here yeah i can see us wanting to run through this quick (laughs) (laughs) we'll keep it brief but um 
here's one thing I want to talk about real quick. When they open up uh, on that airstrip and uh, Flash is waiting in his car, I guess for the plane to take off, they're at Dark Harbor, the most ominous-sounding vacation spot uh, anywhere. Um, he looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know how they told him to sit in that car, but he looks like he's just like sitting forward and like twisting to the side in a very unnatural way. Well, I think because dude was too big to fit in that car comfortably. It's like that. I don't. I don't remember which car it was. I wanted to look on the side of it to see if it said "look car." That's how small it was. And I mean, the only reason why he's in the car is so you could hear the radio talk about the goddamn hot hail. Yeah. I was like, oh, you named it already. Okay. And when the hail's raining all about. Well, I guess it was regular hail at that point. Flash gives rat's ass about it. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to keep reading this newspaper, kind of. Yeah, it's a weird like transition where it shows this hot hail like come pouring down on his car, and you think it's going to mean anything. And then uh, it it's sort of like some of it sort of is steams a little bit, but it kind of goes from looking like regular hail to straight up meteors. And I and meteors were on hit, like Ming's dashboard, his his natural disaster dashboard. So did he just switch to meteors? And the hot hail was just like a one hit wonder, or what is the deal? Uh, Dale, Dale got at mm-hmm. yeah and started walking towards the most rinky dinkiest airplane of all time. Yeah, just Flash and Dale on this airplane. Um, which is weird. Um, because at first you think they must be like she must be his agent, or he they're like we're at the same retreat, but they just happen to be on the same flight. There's no reason really beyond they were both vacationing in Dark Harbor. <laughs> oh, it sounds like such a lovely place to visit. <laughs> oh, totally. Do you know if that's from the original serial or something? Because I was like, oh, how foreboding, and then nothing uh, comes. Flash Gordon, I love for the pulpiness, but I know almost nothing about uh, the original serial or original comics or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Basically what I know is that it influenced a lot of the things that I love, and I've tried to sort of go back and, and visit it, but to be honest, I'd rather uh, watch the episodes of Voyager that have that holodeck program that is basically based on Flash <laughs> Or, I don't know, Star Wars. I just would rather watch Star right. Wars. Be like, oh, this is much better, Flash <laughs> I found out a fun little bit of trivia about this movie. Um, mm. Originally, George Lucas came to D- uh, Dino De Laurentiis and he wanted to make Flash Gordon. And Dino would not sell him the rights, so he's like, okay, uh, all right, I guess I'll make Star Wars. <laughs> I'll make something else, it's fine, it's okay. If you are Dino De Laurentiis, you have to be like, what the hell? Wait, do you think a George Lucas Flash Gordon would be as popular as Star as Wars? As Star Wars? No. Because at, at this point, if he makes good, Flash Gordon... Probably. Does he make Star Wars? Probably not. 
I mean, right. and I guess in a way we have uh, Dino De Laurentiis to thank for Star Wars. So thank you, ghost of Dino De Laurentiis. Yeah, don't haunt us. Is he dead? <laughs> I think so. Okay, cut this out. Um, I'm not going to. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh shit. people are like these this dude has to oh there's no way this dude is alive no <laughs> way yeah he, he passed away in 2010 well um uh, r.i.p uh uh dino de Laurentiis. you were a uh, icon of uh in the filmmaking community um yeah shit yeah shit. He, <laughs> oh hold on hold on you're right, just <laughs> thing this dude has made. Wow. It's like from 46 on, okay? From 1946 all the way to 2007, including the veritable Hannibal Rising. Everyone loves that one. Oh. <laughs> That's... That's with baby Hannibal in it, isn't it? It's the it's the one where they were like, "Hey, Thomas Harris, we want to do a book about uh, Hannibal Lecter's uh, like youth," and he was like, "I don't want to write that." And they're like, "Well, we have the rights to make another movie, so we're gonna make it whether you write it or not. We'd like you to write it, but if you don't want to, we're gonna make it." And so Thomas Harris said, "Well," and then he wrote it, <laughs> and that's what we got. Well, there you go. So, thank you, Dino De Laurentiis. Um, I hope we get that little uh, Google Analytics thing on the Google Podcast apps where it's like, mentioned in this podcast, Dino De Laurentiis. I mean, look, we wouldn't have had Halloween 2. Mm. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. Uh? Halloween 3. Oh, uh, uh, Dune. Okay. <laughs> Raw Deal. Manhunter. Oh, now you're talking. Oh, Evil Dead Two. Army oh, well, of now that's Evil Dead Two. I mean, Dark- that's brilliant. Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, what? <laughs> Assassins. Assassins. <laughs> the Antonio Banderas. Uh, Sly Stallone vehicle? Yes. Mmm. Yeah, I remember that one. Sly Stallone's veiny, naked body is burned into my brain from the the shower scene from the assassins. Bound? The movie where I found a pair of pants up in the balcony of the movie theater I worked at that came out? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Who, who leaves their pants like you i mean i can understand leaving some underpants up there you're just like well i these are these are forfeit they have to stay <laughs> but like what situation are you in where you're like well i guess i can't wear pants and you just walk out of the theater without pants I somebody sees know. that as they're coming in to see the next showing and they're like all right 
this is exactly what the kind of movie I hoped it would be. <laughs> no, I'm finally for it. From the guy who brought us the body of evidence. Here we go. Oh, there's a lot of... Alright, some thirsty movies on there. Yeah. 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 Ah! <laughs> um <laughs> bring us right back yeah so they get on a plane um a lot of weird crap happens uh like when flash originally sees dale he he really ogles her in that way where he's just like looking her up and down she gives him a look where she looks wildly uncomfortable. But, um, uh, turns out, um, you know, when they start flying on the plane, man, she, uh, she really takes a shine to, to old Flash pretty quickly when the, uh, the turbulence kicks in. Especially, like, the, the plane is flying stupid crazy. Flash goes to the front of the plane, and that weirded me out. Because even as a kid, I was never invited to the front of an airplane. Here's this guy just walking up to this. And then, yeah, Dale, who really looked like she wanted nothing to do with Flash, was, yeah, hey, hold my hand. Tell me what's going on. Comfort me here. And I was like, wow, that this this is a forced moment. This is almost as forced <laughs> yep. as Padme and Anakin. Yep. Yep. So, um... Yeah, then we get the little this the whole I think this whole scene is just to set up the fact that Flash Gordon is a star quarterback for the New York Jets. Things um that have never been said in the same sentence. <laughs> uh and you know, that's the reason the the pilots are fine when he comes up there. He barrels through the the curtain uh in the cockpit like curtain. you say. And uh they're like, "Can we have your autograph for my kid?" <laughs> Guess what? I hate to break it to you guys, but um that kid is never getting that autograph. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's never getting that because fucking isn't isn't uh isn't when fucking they get shot with the Ming beam. Well, I think before that happens, we we get like a brief scene of Zarkov and is that his name? Zarkov. Yeah, Zar- Doctor. Yeah, Zarkov, Zarkov and oh, Munson. That's right. That's right. And uh, that's when like a. A meteor falls through the 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 roof of Zarkov's rocket atrium and uh, almost sets Munson on fire. They're both sleeping in the same room, separated by merely a Soji screen. And uh, that's when we get a bunch of stuff like, "Oh, the sun's not coming out," but former NASA guy says, "No big deal." That's right. Doctor Zarkov, there's no sun. It's 8.24 in the morning, and there's no sun. Yeah, it's an eclipse, they say, and uh, but don't worry. It's no biggie, uh, even though there's, like, uh, flaming balls of rock falling from the sky. Um, and then we get back <laughs> into the ship, or into, sorry, into the plane, and we get all that crazy storm, um... And uh, the sky turns red. Now here, I thought for sure, I didn't remember what was happening in this movie, but I thought for sure that at this point, this is when they were going to be transported to uh, Mongo. Mongo. Um, But no, this is just a weird sequence of events where the sky turns red and (laughs) 
a uh, a visage of Ming flies at the plane and and takes the pilots away or disintegrates them or something. The windows are broken. The pilots are gone. Yeah, that was a good thing that uh, Flash was taking pilot lessons. Yeah, flying lessons, right? So, yeah, they they like get that out by like Dale comes up into the cockpit with him and is like, "I hope those did you learn how to land in those flying lessons?" And he's like, "I didn't get to that part." Yeah, but fortunately for them, they're crash landing by Zarkov's lab. (laughs) <laughs> into Zarkov's lab, killing Munson. Well, so it felt like Zarkov was going to kill Munson if he didn't go into the rocket with him. You yeah. know, like I'd be like, you, he, he must have built this rocket while you were there with him, so you must have known how it was built. But it, yeah, he's been rocket- sleeping next to this 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 GD rocket uh, the whole the whole time. And now it's time to do the thing, I guess, that he signed on to do. I guess. Uh, and he, of course, chickens out. He runs away after Zarkov waves a gun at him. And then he sees the plane, runs back, only to be still smashed by said said plane. Yeah, so that's the first person Flash didn't save. So he didn't save every one of us. Nope. <laughs> Fucking lying song. <laughs> I thought, like, it looked kind of like he dove out of the way, but, like, when Zarkov, Flash, and Dale uh, eventually start, you know, getting into the rocket, uh, the, like, he just looks down at the the ground, and he's like, sorry, uh, Munson. Well, Zarkov seems like he has a dark past. Just... Well, we'll get to the weird... You know... Like, I like, mean, he's just weird, because, I mean, they crash land, they apologize for crash landing, though, I don't think that counts, right? Like, it's a crash landing, you can't... Yeah, Dale's like, land. I'm sure the insurance will cover it! Right? And then they're like, hey, can I... He's like, yo, you want to use the phone, huh? You want to use the phone? Well, just use the phone in here. He's all... To- he's like, good morning! <laughs> it's like... A plane just crashed into your house. And you're just like, hey, how you doing? I bet you want to use the phone, huh? Well, it's right in this rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, phone hut. Yeah, I mean, phone hut. door to thing. This very artistic living room. Yeah, go inside. <laughs> and then uh, that's, I think, uh, Dale gives us some more exposition on Zarkov. Who? He's a crazy scientist. I saw him on TV and he kept talking about an attack on the Earth. They kicked him out of NASA. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, so all you need to know. NASA. And, you know, you're like, the Earth's under attack. The moon's falling apart. You know, we're, 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 we're being attacked. They kick you the Yeah, he out. says a bunch of confusing shit. Um about uh about like a counterattack and you think that this rocket is going to do something besides be a rocket and you will be sorely disappointed a few funny things about this rocket one it sucks <laughs> but two uh it has a series 
it has a series of red petals, uh, two red petals to be to exact, that must be pressed during takeoff or you will die. Why are those not all on the same side? Yeah, it's exactly. Not like you see him working petals to get the fucking thing to fly. Nope. He he presses three switches. They're fine. And then someone else apparently needs to to press the pedals. Uh, but uh, yeah, basically he coerces Flash and Dale into the rocket because he needs people up there with him for some reason for this cool counterattack. He decides to take three Earthlings against an alien species that he can't possibly know anything, anything about. And yet, as we see, when the, as this movie goes along, he knows everything about. <laughs> well, you know, he is the smartest person on Earth, I think. Yeah, I guess that's what they're trying to, or yeah, he, like he he's just he certainly that, is smart. Yeah, he's just that brilliant that he's you know he 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 takes some terrific uh, jumps in uh, logic. Yeah, but um, nice way to put it. So. The I think the rocket taking off actually looks pretty good. It's some solid miniature work. The smoke looks good. The rocket model itself, although I don't like the design, is well is a pretty well made miniature. And I think the whole launching sequence looks pretty pretty good. Um, but then we get another like seventies uh, oil, like oil and water painting. Um, like trippy thing of them flying through space. <laughs> I like how they uh, they leave Earth. They go past like a just a absolute um, ton of planets, and uh, then just into a portal. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's you know the the thing is we haven't really conquered uh, space travel yet for us, so. Yeah, I think there we could know, be just a portal out there. Yeah, just random, you know, it looks like, you know, hate Asbury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely looks like an acid trip of some sort. Yeah, and then you just walk through a portal, man, and you transport into Mongo, and everything's all right. I, <laughs> yeah, Except it's not. Yeah, the I mean, the effects here are okay, until they got into space. The minute it was in space, I was just going, what the fuck is this, like... It, it's like trying to explain space to someone who has no concept of anything. Like it definitely looks like a a uh, like some sort of I don't know music video for um, David Bowie. <laughs> That's all. I, I guess we could hear ground control to Major Zarkov. <laughs> Check it. Wow, he's a major now. <laughs> And steal Flash Gordon with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought the the like the whole sequence was weird in the rocket too because they all pass out for a reason that's not explained, and then Flash and Dale sort of just like spontaneously hold hands. Um, I think this is supposed to like tell us that their their romance is is starting to bud, but it you know it's fairly unearned. Um. But they all pass out, and I guess the the rocket flies faster than light through this, this the royal aperture or whatever the heck it's called. Yeah, I don't understand. It's I didn't. Yeah, I still don't get any of Ming's tech. 
But, I mean, I guess it worked. It's uh, magic, of course. The exteriors of the planet where Ming's castle is, and Ming's castle itself is a pretty good uh, miniature for the time. Um, yeah. I, mean, I thought it was least... pretty ornate. Looks looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like recognizable enough to uh, to make you go, that's a miniature, not like, you know, Zarkov's lab. That whole miniature looked like it just should have said, like, Lionel or something, like a train set. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like a, a toy train will, will pass by at any moment. Mm-hmm. With a fucking face on it. Oh, excuse me, a face on it. <laughs> of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, <laughs> like, when they land, they crash land on, on, uh, Mongo, and they're kind of waking up, and um, the guards that Ming has sent to, to check out the crash sort of just appear in the, the window, framed in the window in the background. And then one, like, pokes his head around like, hey, what's going on in here? You got any orange juice neighbors? <laughs> oh, there's people in here. Cool. I like these guys as the, their armor, their whole look. Yeah. I call them the derp troopers. They look like uh, they look like somebody scared a dollar store sa- zombie samurai. It's like, ah! <laughs> they just looked worried the whole movie. Yeah, oh like, boy, I'm probably gonna get killed, huh? Yeah, boy. I wish one of those ki- pig guys got killed instead. Uh, I'd be worried too if like my armor was held together with door hinges. <laughs> And Raffia, or whatever that sort of dyed reed is. Yeah, oh man. You know, like, I mean, look, I give Flash credit when he sees him. He tries to communicate with him. At this point, he's he's just trying to do what's right by him. But then he gets shot with a gauntlet gun? Yeah. (laughs) I wish these made a combat. Yeah. It just shoots gauntlets. Who I I I wish I had a gauntlet gun. I could get so (laughs) much stuff done with like a gun that just shoots a hand that will strangle you. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. Um, but uh, so here we go. We go from here to Bing's uh palace. Um, where we're introduced to this weird like floating droid thing it's not a droid of course because you can't call it a droid because that's tmtm star wars but it's some sort of thing it's a robot of some sort yeah and uh this (laughs) and then we get introduced to some of the awesome local flora (laughs) or fauna (laughs) with the introduction of the lizard man (laughs) oh lizard man escape is impossible surrender <laughs> and he just gets murked. He gets um, disintegrated. And rightfully so. Because yeah. this was the worst looking lizard man costume I have ever seen. I I didn't like ever. I, I didn't know what to think. I'm like, what do the filmmakers want me to think this is? Is it a creature or is it a guy wearing a mask the most nonsensical lizard mask you've ever seen 
Because it's literally the lizard's open mouth has a face in it. And it's like a spirit Halloween mask. You can see the place. It's not even connected to the suit. They didn't even try. No. No, it's like someone just took a bunch of surgical gloves, painted them green, stretched it over this dude's face till a hole popped, and then they threw some googly eyes on this thing. <laughs> yeah, it, looked like, it looked like um, like an SNL skit, uh, or an SNL sketch, where like they're introducing a new Legion of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lizard Man! And then everyone is just like, uh, no, 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 he can't. Is his mouth a face? That's not a power. That's just get out of here. Listen, <laughs> don't mind me. Wow. <laughs> I will. Cause you look terry terrible. Yes. He looks very bad, but it really cracked me up when I, when I saw it. It made me laugh for five minutes straight. Oh no, every time he shows up, I fucking laugh and go like, my god, you doubled down on this. You made more than one of these costumes. Yeah, I was like, okay, maybe they just showed it real quick, and it was like, you know, one and done, but spoiler alert, there's like five more lizard men in this movie, and uh, you get a real up-close-and-personal look at them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Not great. Not uh, great. So... The Earthlings get led to the the main palace like throne room and and they're having a, a ceremony where they're like giving tribute to to Ming. This is where we get introduced to Ming. He comes out. He's got his own imperial march, but it fucking sucks. Yeah, there's only one good song in this movie. That's it. Yep. There, the everybody. rest of it is like somebody is like learning how to play the the Casio. Yeah, this this is like they couldn't get John Williams, so they got John Williams' assistant. Yeah, right. It's like and I've heard all the Star Wars music being made. I got this covered, but you've helped you helped write some of it. I've heard all of it, like at least thirty percent through. Yeah, yeah. I can. And I wrote down. Well. I wrote down. Howard Blake did the music, and then I realized. I think I was thinking of Howard Shore. I don't think. I don't think I know who Howard Blake is. You might be right. Howard Blake might have done the music. Well, I mean, he did, but I don't, I don't know, know who, who he Howard is. Blake he's not is. Howard Shore. No, his if his Howard Blake is his name, then it's probably John Williams. Yeah, well, whatever. I called this the eyes wide Ming scene. Because <laughs> it's like buff bird dudes, domed helmets, like crazy mask, you know, Brian Blessed, and then Max von Zedow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, and then a bunch of Peter Pan looking dudes. Yeah, there's some weird shit. And then and then there's just some like there's the guys who look like tribal inspired. And I'm like, uh oh. Oh god. Here comes the racist. I mean, the fact that Ming the Merciless is named Ming the Merciless is already wildly pro- problematic. Yeah, so um, I, I wrote this literally as my second note right after the eyes wide Ming. I said, "Is this Ming racist?" <laughs> Okay, it's cool. Hard. Just wanted to check. 
I just wanted to check. Because, you know, like, I mean, I've seen stills of the serials from way back in the day and stuff. And that Ming was hella racist. This Max von Sydow one, I think, I know the name seems very problematic. But I yeah. felt like at least they, with him, they didn't try to accentuate any features. Yes, these are the Nemoidians from uh, from uh, Phantom Menace. Okay, okay. Um, but it's at still the same time, though, right? It's still- yeah, I mean they they do some stuff with his makeup that uh, I mean it's definitely. It could have been worse. I guess that's what I'll say. Fair. Fair. It could have been worse. Oh, you know what? Never mind. Uh, yeah, I was just looking up Howard Blake's credits. Um, uh, just, just so many good things. And he did the we got, for this one. Huh? We got Amityville 3D. So good. Uh, the Snowman. The film of the stage show. Uh, Chef's Kiss, <laughs> perfect stuff. Um, our John Willie, of course, everyone knows that one. The TV miniseries. <laughs> hey, hey! Don't you forget he did the hit 1973 TV series, The Up and Down, In and Out, Roundabout Man. An actual thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, sure. Uh, hey, well, he did. He did do some score for the uh, the Avengers TV series, the '60s British TV series, not the um, uber popular Marvel property. So there you go. That's something. I don't want to yuck uh, this yumba, but this this uh, very talented uh, guy. He worked in the movies for a really long time. He <laughs> did the com- he was the composer uh, known best for Monster in Law. Um, of course, that's, fucking that's Howard something. Blake. God damn it, man! It took a while for me to get to it. Yeah, Monster in Law. Monster in Law. So there you go. That's that's something you can hang your hat on. Um, you you and, all know uh, Monster in Law, the Jennifer Lopez Jane Fonda vehicle. Yeah, right. <laughs> when she tries to, when Jane Fonda tries to break break up uh, Jennifer Lopez and some jerk. Because <laughs> I don't um, want to click on the thing. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't see his name, so <laughs> I could only see the t- two who mattered. I, I know Wanda Sykes is in it. And there the you go. tagline is this relationship is going to be a real mother. Oh boy. <laughs> Woo. Oh, so good. He, um, he also did the changeling. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The changeling stuff. I mean, it's all something. That's more than point. I've ever done, more than I ever will do. So. Oh yeah, he's worked on more movies than I ever will see. That's a lie. <laughs> I think you've seen you. more movies than he's worked on, but and I can say I've seen none of his movies safer. <laughs> Flash Gordon. Anyway, uh, yeah, good on Harold <laughs> Blake. 
the 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 theme was not strong with this. The orchestra no. was it's not. the anti imperial march. It's the least memorable villain uh light motif that you can you can uh possibly um think of, but uh that doesn't make him any less evil because um everyone's here to pay tribute to Bing. And um uh one of the uh one of the the groups that comes up to pay tribute say, Hey, you know, you attacked us, we got nothing to to give you this time. So, you know, all we have is our undying loyalty. And everyone's like, Great, so kill yourself. Did to hear it. Fall on your sword. Show us this loyalty. Throw yourself onto your sword. And, and it looks like he's going to do it for a second. Yeah, straight up. Prince Thun looks like he is like, all right, I'll show you. But then he pulls a Han Solo. Yeah. Death to Ming! And no, too bad. Ming's got a freeze ray. Yeah. Freeze ring. Freeze ring in his... Freeze ray in his ring. That's, yep. That's too convoluted. But yeah, he just shoots him. And we get a, a lot of, like, really shaky, trying-to-be-still acting. As Max von Sydow prized the sword out of uh, Prince Thu- Thumbs, Prince Thumbs' hand, and uh, runs him through in a in a brutal uh, manner, and he's just carried off by his subjects. Man, no one's gonna object. Here's all here, in a day's work. Here's one thing I do appreciate about all the deaths in this movie: um, is they all kind of have different blood. Yeah, I noticed so, that he has he has blue blood. Yes. And then later, the tree men have uh, have green blood, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they like have, a fluorescent green. Yeah, and one of them has like black blood. The, yeah. The okay. Light. Yeah, yeah. So you know, blood, different colors. I just thought it was funny that this prince had blue blood. Yeah. <laughs> Ever so funny. That's what I I read when I was reading trivia. Uh, one of the people who who uh, was talking about the the making of the movie said Dino wanted the movie to be funny, <laughs> and I thought, uh, nice try. I <laughs> think Dino wanted the movie to be funny. We didn't know what we were making, so then, so uh, he he hires Lorenzo Semple Jr., the funniest man in Hollywood. Yeah, you wrote the fucking you know you wrote the best line, the best line ever. Where have they got? Robin. <laughs> I need that quality in this movie. Instead, you get Flash calling Ming a psycho. <laughs> and then... What? That was... He's like, what? That's Ming? What a psycho. And then the robot totally narks on him. Well, what do you think the robot's gonna do? It's a robot. He yeah, just, he that's just true. fucking nuked the worst lizard man on the planet. Of course well, he's gonna nark on him. Spoiler alert, the robot, we find out later that the robot is not a fan of Ming either. <laughs> no one is. Nobody is. Oh, by the way, this is another part where Zarkov instantly knows the lay of the land because, you know, uh, they get to the kingdom of whatever, of Ming, and and, uh, and uh, they're like, oh, is this a kingdom? It's more like a totalitarian dictatorship or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah, just um, ripe for someone to take over. 
And then like and then Zarkov is like, great, then every there'll be enemies on all sides. Everyone will want to like rise up and overthrow this guy. And of course he's right, but it's like how the hell does he know that? He just knows alien politics right off the bat. Zarkov. Dr. Zarkov. Take two of them, call him in the morning. <laughs> Take two rockets and go to the fucking moon. <laughs> Stop that! Well, this episode is blue. We're getting real blue, real f- fucking blue. <laughs> yeah, real fucking. <laughs> I think we should just censor all the words but the curse words. Yeah, we could be done in an episode probably fifteen minutes. Because oh, yeah, it's gonna be. It's like a very cool art project we did. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, you're hot. <laughs> like I mean, look how I put it. I thought, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll sum up my thoughts at the end. But while I was watching this, I just kept going. Oh, you're really doing that, huh? <laughs> no one thought of anything at this part. Like, like this part after Ming is called a psycho, the robot is, um, you know, narks on him. He then, you know, they move him forward, um, Flash, Dale, and Zarkov. Thank you. I I feel like that's appropriate. Um, And then tries to get, like, Dale to, like, come closer. She doesn't want to. So then Ming uses his ring that does everything, right? Who is already racist. We've confirmed that. Mm -hmm. I now believe he's canceled at this part. Because he's trying to <laughs> compel Dale to do something she doesn't want to. Yeah, he. This this is a. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Hot take. Let's do it. It's a horny ray. <laughs> it's like a, the thirst ray. Yeah, yeah. It's like four loco or. Yeah, because it hits her and she just starts going like, Ooh, just like caressing the air, and then he also like puts his hand over where she is, like. uh force perspective wise and it seems like he's kind of feeling her up and then like uh wh- what's cletus cletus the slash <laughs> on you comes up alien. yeah and he's like uh he's like uh <laughs> backfall female he's <laughs> you're he she's uh she's really taken to that ray it's even better than your daughter and you're like wait he used he used the thirst ray on his own daughter oh you, you get a lot of creepy vibes from his daughter a daughter a daughter and his relationship are like ooh. Ooh. but he does say like i've never seen this kind of reaction before like it's such an intense reaction like even more so than your daughter. And Ming's like, yeah. And it's like, what happened? What happened? It's like, you want to know what happened, but you don't because you've seen too many episodes of Law and Order and you know what happened. And you don't like it. (laughs) This is like a special victims unit uh, episode, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Until it turns into an episode of Batman 66. Oh my god, dude. Because so. of this fucking fight. Um, yeah. The fight. Oh, the fight. So, like, he, like, a bunch of people come out to get him, and Zarkov takes these eggs that I guess is one of the the groups there. It's one of their tributes. 
and he like flings an egg at Flash Gordon and uh <laughs> and um and then Flash is like uh oh cool I'll use it as a football and then you know how I referenced earlier that he has powers right this is his powers his powers are twofold one mm. he has the powers of football and it really shows in the scene and then two uh, he has the powers of teamwork, which is something they never heard of in uh, in Mongo. Mongo, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. So during this time, he, he 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 like tackles a bunch of people. He rolls under a bunch of people. He's like not really doing a lot of damage or being effective, but certainly humiliating them. And everyone's just kind of watching. Um, it's only stopped or i like the part when when uh Cletus is like uh telling them uh you guys gotta like match <laughs> the him pre- the prep talk if like the fucking yeah. like like you press they huddle out huddle. Yeah. <laughs> he's like you gotta do the quarterback sweep um i like the ming line to him are your men on the right pills <laughs> <laughs> what fucking pills are they taking? <laughs> you know, and then he's we like, unfortunately you never get, trainer. Yeah, we never get to find out. Um, but uh, it's short lived because Zarkov throws another egg at his head and knocks him out. Yeah, Zarkov. It was Zarkov's fault. Well, like he gave him the prep talk, and I was like, "Well, Flash plays for the Jets, so he should be easy to beat." <laughs> shots fired Jets fans were the Jets good in the 80s they had a green logo I like that uh, they were good for a minute I don't know if it was in the 80s what happens next they get oh yeah that's when Ming's daughter's like yeah don't kill him even though he obviously like uh, you know sort of humiliated you in front of your court um, I want him as sort of like uh, I want to take him to the bone zone <laughs> <laughs> yeah I she can't. wants a new play thing he's uh he's a uh a, a blonde hunk um and uh and ming's like yeah what about your uh what about your boyfriend uh prince baron huh what's he gonna think about it and she's like i'll get rid of him with this weird thing that i'm gonna tell him later yeah yeah, their whole, uh, their, like I said, their whole relationship is a thing. <laughs> yep. I'll let you yep. try to figure what I was saying there. I think Forrest gets it. Uh, yeah, I no, I heard the whole thing. I hear it without the beeps, you guys. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I get the whole experience. But, yeah, um, yeah I, so Flash is going to be executed. Sorry, yeah. buddy. But he's doing it very well, right? He he's in shackles now. He's got a weird spike box thing on his head. More fucking <laughs> lizard men are in the room. Yep. We get mo- even more close-ups of the lizard men. You really should not get a close-up of that costume, I don't think. Uh, but we're subjected to it nonetheless. Um, yeah. So he gets like he. They offer him a final meal and a last request, which seems wildly generous for this type of organization and he wants to of course see dale the person he just met on a plane but is already uh, madly in love with yeah they um, bonded over hours people oh yeah 
Like, I, I mean, they were asleep in that rocket for God knows how long. Um, but, uh, we got, uh, then we get a scene where it's a very bizarre scene. I think this is meant, this scene is meant to sort of tell us that their relationship is getting closer. Um, but because like they have their bonding in this moment over flash telling Dale it's just a dream and they're going to wake up in uh dark Harbor, I guess, or on the plane and, or no, they're gonna wake up in the hotel in Dark Harbor, and for some reason, back in time. And Flash is like, "This time, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna just have the Matri D creepily give me information about you. I'm gonna come up to you and talk to you myself, which he fucking should have said in the first place." Yeah, I'm not gonna excuse yeah. his behavior; it's bad. Um, but yeah, she <laughs> then like they have a cool space uh hourglass and this one the sand goes up instead of down that's how you know it's in space it's like uh, it's the same as her becoming ming's concubine mm-hmm. uh, which is like oh jeez i said isn't this movie already canceled he goes you look great in that eye makeup she's like when i wake up i hope i remember the trick Cool. So I guess you just have Mongo email or e- uh, email uh, makeup at your uh, local Sephora. Yeah, or, you know, it's like, hey, so I was in this planet called Mongo, and they did this really interesting thing with the eye makeup. I was hoping that you could, <laughs> you as a makeup artist here at Sephora, could help me figure out how to do this design. Now, to give you the vibe, I want you to think. Crazy lizard men, robots, uh, a dude wearing 70 pounds worth of uh, costume called Ming, uh, some <laughs> burly hawk people, and um, uh, my sort of boyfriend, I don't know yet, we'll figure it out as we kind of go along, um, as a football star for the Jets, even though they were terrible in the 80s. Um, <laughs> so none of that matters. What I'm looking for is this kind of a... a uh, a, a nice eye situation. Yeah. It's a smoky eye that really makes my baby blues pop. Um, but uh, nothing, not even their, uh, not even their love can stop what's happening next because he is led to a very elaborate gas chamber. It's like has a, a very cool sort of ornate wooden doors leading to sort of like a. A geodesic dome, um, and uh, we get you know uh, as Flash is about to be to be put into this thing, we get this weird close up on Dale crying. Like it really feels like they had to do this. Like this is like a pickup shot from later. Like she just couldn't make it happen in the <laughs> she, moment. She saw her paycheck from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she saw the returns. Perfect. She's like, I took points on the back end. I should have been off her Oh, only. God. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, then some, like, really weird guitar um, starts playing. And we get Cletus uh, doing that, like, Fast and the Furious drop the handkerchief to start the, the race sort of thing <laughs> with the execution. You know, it's funny. I think this whole scene just is for them to uh, uh, have... Uh, God, Sam Jones almost naked. 
Yeah, he's got a really fantastic sort of 80s dad bod. Um, you know, not the uh not the the chiseled perfection that you you would expect from today's leading men, but certainly a great a great sort of like 80s semi-toned body. <laughs> I mean, look, fitter than I'll ever be, and the man is still fitter than I am when he's at conventions. I saw him recently, uh, you know, well, like 29, oh, yeah. I guess his last. I dude mean, looks great. Dude looks great. He's got great yeah. windswept hair. They yeah, dyed it got a heck of a head of hair. And they gave him some leather shorts, and dude rocked a pair of leather shorts. What yeah. What can I say? Hey, he pulled it off. I could never pull off what he did, so good on him. Nothing against that guy. Um, but he does get gassed, <laughs> so he is, he is dead, and the credits rolled. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, how um, do we... <laughs> Fantastic. That's how much I want to get through this movie. Um... Yeah, I mean, we could jump around at some points, like... <laughs> Like, I mean, so this is all the thing is, this is all been a ruse because uh, the emperor's daughter was serious when she said she wanted a a new plaything. And so we find out that she's also been stooping the doctor who gave the um, uh, who administered the lethal injection. So she's able to, like, promise him some some future um romantic uh rendezvous uh in exchange for faking or giving him a little injection um that helps him sort of survive the gas or at least i guess is like the primer for the injection they give him later um to wake him up but i think i referred to this earlier the this is where we get the uh the the gravestone of flash gordon that has the movie's title treatment yeah (laughs) primo like like i don't see skeletor doing this for he-man no he's not gonna get a marble tomb with like here lies an earthling who did some dumb who said a dumb thing to ming and then was killed and i guess has is lying in state in his in his castle um but uh, he's going to get break, broken out um, uh, by, uh, by what's her name? Uh, what Aura. is her name? Princess hmm? Aura. Aura, yes. Yeah, Aura. Aura, yeah. I mean, yay. Fucking, like, I like, so this was one of the few parts I guess I enjoyed was mm-hmm. this kind of weird infighting. Like, her playing games behind Ming's back, it just seems like... It, it seems very fitting for Mongo. Um, I also like the uh, pilot costume she gave Flash, because it is very reminiscent of his origin outfit. Yeah, that's the that one I, time we get his, like, the sort of comics-accurate Flash, almost. Um, it is funny, though, that she doesn't cover up probably the most recognizable part, which is his face... <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like, especially that place is filled with nothing but weird masks. Like, I just, she could have just skinned one of those lizard people. Just, just put a weird mask. Just give him one of the scared samurai zombies from that, uh, 
from the opening, and uh, I think we're we're good to go. Um, but here we see that uh, the Doctor Zarkov is being reprogrammed uh, by by Ming, and um, he has uh, Ming confesses to him, "Hey, you know, I go around, I test a planet, I see if they're aware." that I am the one who is, you know, making all these natural disasters befall them. And if they are... Every thousand years. Yeah. Sorry, you're yeah. finishing with eyes. And jump <laughs> no, it's fine. Jump the gun in your bed. Yeah, no. We it, had a week it, off, it's people. Just, week off. <laughs> you know, he just tests the, these planets, and uh, if, they, if they don't... If, they, if it seems like they know he's doing it, then he'll... Um, then then he'll destroy it. So he just wanted to let the doctor know it's all his fault. Yeah. Every thousand years, I test each life system in the universe. I knew you were up to something, though I confess I hadn't thought of necrophilia. All I- oh, wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's coming, guys. That's coming. That's coming. Don't worry. Sorry. We'll get to the necrophilia later. Yeah, um, I jumped the gun. My bad. Uh, just for the folks at home who realize, you know, we do this all on the fly and shit. Um, I didn't grab so many sounds for this movie. Not as many as I normally do. because There aren't a lot of good quotes. There was... Yeah, everything that I found would have been more kind of in... In mocking it a lot more than I knew he probably already would. So it wasn't, wasn't anything in there that made me go like, this was truly memorable or this was a great line. So I just kind of grabbed some of them and uh, there you go. Don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> um, so, and uh, let's see. So that at that point... Um, we get to see the doctor's uh, memory being um, erased. And it is, the sequence is wild because it's a series of vignettes that are played forward at high speed, but are in the reverse sequence to when they happen chronologically. So it's like, instead of playing his life in reverse, which would have made sense, instead it is a bunch of sped up, like, memories. And all his memories are insane. Uh, he seems completely manic in every one of his memories. He's just acting like a crazy person. Person. Now, let me ask you this. Because they're, these things are played in reverse order... Does he marry a his dead wife? <laughs> like what happens? What happens where does he push her in the pool and kill her? <laughs> I think so. That, that right? was one of that was going to be my question for you. <laughs> I, I was like, I think he killed his wife. In one of them. He's sort of playfully chasing her around the pool, and then she dies in the pool. Yeah, because I swear, aren't there cops or something? Like, it It was so chaotic. And wasn't like... It, the thing is, I think it wasn't reverse for reverse sake. Like, every, it felt like some things happened in reverse, but other things happened in, in a weird sequential order. 
Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like each of the sequences plays forward. They're not in reverse, right? They play. They're they're the regular. I don't know. They're playing forward, but the sequence of the vignettes is in reverse, reverse chronol chronological order. Yeah, until he hits stock footage, like you said. Right, until he hits stock footage, and then he apparently has a memory of of, of being a child. Shit, he has a, a memory of being a fucking uh, fetus. Yes, as well. Yeah, he's and got some. I think even hearing his per, their parents going at it, I swear there was some sort of weird sound that made me go like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, Zarkov?" <laughs> so, um. So we kind of like uh, we cut back between three scenes. We have what's happening to Dale, what's happening to the doctor and what's happening to Flash. So what's happening to Dale is that she is being sort of prepared for gross lovemaking with Ming um by given by being given a nameless alcohol which she takes to the dome. Um she's loving it. She's like this tastes this tastes great. Um, and then we, we cut to what I'm going to call the USS grind ship. Um, because it's all grind teaching on the, uh, on this ship, the good ship grindy pop. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. I don't want to be like flash is a flash is an interesting position. Literally. Yeah. He's not objecting, let's just say. Um, and it does lead to a, like, he's, for some reason, uh, uh, Aura puts this guy at the controls. Maybe she just doesn't feel like f- flying. And um, he, once he realizes that you can use these weird, like, crown things that are above their seats to make telepathic phone calls he like tries to crash the ship <laughs> shouldn't I give him the uh, controls um and he, he calls Dale and uh like he has a very sort of like jokey moment where he is basically being grinded on by Aura and talking to Dale and he's like thinks some thirsty stuff <laughs> and he's like Oh, that's not for you. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wrong number. She's like, "Whoa, what do you mean?" Yeah, uh, the, the the part that stuck out to me this whole thing was when Flash pretty much tells Dale to fake Ming out because women know how. That was so uncomfortable. He's like, "I had people do it to me. I've had people do it to me once. You know how?" And it's like, "Oh, so you've." Uh, you have a lot of experience uh, trying to f- to force women to have uh, sex with you, <laughs> and then try having to trick you to get out of it. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> You're a real hero. Yeah. Man of the people. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Vin Dale offers the sir one of the servants the booze. Yeah, she's like. You drink this. And she's like, no, I couldn't possibly. She's like, come on, we're all girls here. And then I was like, this whole movie's canceled. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, she forces alcohol on 
to uh, this this woman. Um, she undressed this woman and then uh, and stole her clothing, which is also uh, bad. Yeah, like I. Like you, like you said, there's three scenes we keep jumping back before between this and this and the reprogramming center. Zarkov's reprogrammed. Orin Flasher landing in Aborea. Then we cut to Ming's bedroom. Like, literally 42 minutes in. I think this is where I, I paused it to take my break because <laughs> I was just like, all right, this is too much here. Because I, I, I was realizing, I was like, whose legs? I said, oh, Dale, don't tell me you did that shit. Yeah. Don't tell me. Sure enough, yeah. Not only did she get the server, uh, the the servant girl, drunk, and swap places with her, to have her full Ming into thinking it was Dale. Yeah, and she and meanwhile the the woman told her Dale that if she tries this secret alcoholic beverage, she'll be put to death. But Dale does not care. She leaves her to her certain doom. Yeah, I mean, I I obviously could not find a, a light point in this part. I I the only thing I could write was I guess fortunately Ming only groped up to the pillow <laughs> right. before he realized it wasn't Dale, but it was the other woman. And then at some point between this and the next scene, Dale learned how to fight and shoot guns. Yeah, she is a travel agent who is apparently an expert in Krav Maga, uh, like espionage tactics, uh, acrobatics, and gunplay. <laughs> because she she picks up an alien gun, does an incredible like no-handed somersault, mm-hmm. um, and kills a bunch of these weird. Uh, overgrown shy guy pigmen. Yeah, like easy. Just shooting them, flipping them. And the last one, she just like she beats to death. She yep. Doesn't even, she didn't even. She's like, I won't shoot you. You're too good for shooting. And just clubbing. I was like, I just at this point, I just assumed she always knew how to do that stuff, but was waiting for the proper moment moment to use her moves. Um. I felt like someone was like, hey, you saw that Star Wars, right? We need a Princess Leia moment, so get out there and start shooting stuff, huh? Yeah, she's suddenly commando good. Um, and so they activate Agent Zarkov. Now oh, they nine. the reaper. Activate Agent Zarkov. Sorry, I, I like that part. That's why I grabbed that. Oh, one. yeah. Oh, no, you gotta get in there. <laughs> activate Agent Zarkov. Um, and so she... She doesn't know that he has been supposedly reprogrammed, and uh, while on CCTV, it basically spills spills all the beans, all the information that the bad guys need to know. Um, and uh, Zarkov is certainly playing the part of uh, of the sort of brainwashed uh, soldier. Um, but once they are on a ship, which they somehow know how to pilot, all of a sudden. Um, and escaping from the city, we realized that Zarkov, uh, no, he was able to resist the reprogramming. By what, reciting Shakespeare or some shit? Yeah, he thought of Shakespeare, the Beatles, and Einstein, and that shielded me, my girl. (laughs) Apparently, 
<laughs> All you... Hey, uh, newsflash, Mongolians. Um, if you never wanted to be reprogrammed, all you have to do is think about something else. <laughs> Smartest man <laughs> in the world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's like, I was born across the sea. <laughs> you're not to be. I will remember. Bring, 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 bring. Yeah, it's like, oh. Bring, bring, the telephone is ringing. Bring, he- bring. Hello, hello. Oh, hello, John. You have to stop singing a song so it will soothe you, the pants off of you, just like those pants you found in the the theater. Uh, this is Obi-Wan now. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm, I'm the, the lawyer for the Beatles. This is yeah. my day job. <laughs> Understood. Understood. I will stop. Uh, thank you, uh, Beatles lawyer, who just happened to sound <laughs> kind of like one of the Beatles in Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. I, I apologize. Sure. I apologize. Uh, cheerio. Oh <laughs> uh, wow. Well, you know, yeah, I, I, I think we finally made it. Yeah, I mean, I never knew you could be DMCA'd in real time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, that very convincing phone uh, sound effect really must have <laughs> made it clear. Well, I mean, yeah, especially it knew my rings and everything, including the phone is ringing, pick it up. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Shout out to that guy from earlier. Roy. Um, sorry, I don't remember his name. Tim? Roy. Right. <laughs> he got me some baller ass shirts. He got me a Batman sixty six shirt with Catwoman slapping um Batman and it says WAP on it. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh yeah. way to go Roy. Roy, yeah. Tim? Roy. Okay. Roy. Fantastic. Mr. Buttery Neck himself. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a joke for just you and Roa. Um, uh, a few other people, too. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So, uh, Zarkov resists the rope reprogramming because Shakespeare is garbage and will block you. <laughs> yep, yep. The immortal bard. Yeah, don't um, have <laughs> I mean, fine. Fine. Whatever. I mean, just one of the most... It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's just... Don't add them, people. Yeah, don't leave me alone, please. Please. I'm... Oh. Uh, 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 uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. Bring, bring. <laughs> bring. Bring. Don't let it go to voicemail. Oh, yeah. hello. <laughs> oh, hello, John. Uh, d- you might didn't... remember me from earlier. We didn't I do also... a Beatles song. We stopped. We stopped. <laughs> No, no, I'm uh, calling about something else. I'm also representing William, the estate of William Shakespeare. And I call to say, hey, you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, Beatles slash Shakespeare lawyer. Isn't like uh, Shakespeare yes. in public domain? Um, listen, 
your father and I fought together in the clone wars. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta go by. You? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's getting uh, very legal up in this episode. Yeah, well, you know, litigation. Mm-hmm. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Sweet. Oh, no, don't want to get sued by Edwin Starr's estate. God. I'm in a musical mood. Um, but, uh, this, that's good. I think it's good that you're in a, vu- a musical mood because um, yeah, we're about to... <laughs> we're about to be trans uh, transported to, what is it called, Arboria? Yeah, like the rice, I guess, or something. I don't know. Boy, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, they're, it's everything about them is referencing trees, right? So they... Arbor, Arbor is is in relation to trees, so they're, they live in on Arborea. Weirdly enough, they're just called the Tree Men, so that's fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the, the, the princess, uh, Princess Aura flies Flash to to drop off with her current beau, which is uh, Prince Baron. And, you know, they have a bit of a, a fraught relationship. Um, he knows uh, she's she's uh, you know just kind of uh, hooking up with whoever she likes, and uh, he's real bitter about it. Um, but uh, her plan is to drop old Flashy G off uh, at, in uh, Arborea. But um, before we get that sort of confrontation between her and um, uh, Prince uh, Baron. We get uh, we get we get taken to a ritual, the ritual of the tree men. The I guess it's some sort of um, initiation rite. Yeah, um, the, the initiation, if I remember correctly, um, is very dangerous. You stick your hand in a tree trunk, mm-hmm. and um, you try not you to an- get stung. Yep, you annoy a blob scorpion. And then you play tree Russian roulette. Like, stick it's your arm in a hole and hope you don't get stung. Yeah. But the uh, the sounds of the initiation. The sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I can't say it out loud. That's how that's how bashful I am, prudish, if you will. Oh, what it, are you trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> Here, I, so it sounds like a bunch of dudes. Yeah, in a, a bunch of dudes uh, jerking off. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah, they were definitely jerk. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, 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 <laughs> stick your hand in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My but uh, eventually we, uh, I mean, we get this. This whole scene is just to set up the stakes of this sort of initiation uh, ritual for for later, 
um, because the guy who does stick his hand in there does not fare very well. Uh, and of course, the the sting of this weird blob scorpion causes madness and a very slow death. So he's like, just kill me. And, and of course, uh, Prince Baron um, indulges him. Um, and then we get, uh, then Aura introduces, uh, herself and Flash to Prince Baron, and, and we get her, a little idea of her, her plan. Um, and, uh... I knew you were up to something, though I confess I hadn't thought of necrophilia. Oh, I- <laughs> yeah, because he thought Flash was dead, and, uh, he's not, um... And he's like right off the bat accusing her of being unfaithful, which I guess um, is true because something happened on that rocket. I mean, dude, it happens everywhere. This, this, it's gross. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, the minute she leaves, he just throws him in a cage and dumps him in the swamp. He doesn't care about no Flash Gordon with more lizard dudes. Yep. There's more lizard dudes, a Hawkman, and a couple other people. Um, this whole sequence is just stupid and bizarre. Uh, we first of all we get uh, we get Flash um, sort of rallying the troops, as it were. He's his he's always talking about teamwork and teaming up. One thing my wife pointed out that I thought was really funny was that he talks about teamwork. And uh, Prince Aura is like, what's that? And literally, they just teamed up. <laughs> they just teamed up to escape. Hey, just because she doesn't know what teamwork is doesn't mean she doesn't accidentally do it once in a while. Yep. Yeah, I guess a, a broken clock is uh, is right twice a day. But um, yeah, when she... It's me half mong time. <laughs> he like... Uh, he like rallies all these people in the cage together um and like eventually when someone sort of very suspiciously gets thrown into the cage and and has the key to get out uh everyone is just like go get him flash (laughs) like everyone is just like his hugest fan i guess that's his power this is the second uh like um example of his superpower which is teamwork yeah, he um, slashes them pearly whites. Gets yeah, everybody and he's just board. like blue forty two. <laughs> Fucking, you know, suspicious dude who shows up who happens to be wearing the outfits of the guys he was just kind of fighting or going up against. Not suspicious at all, dude. No, have a key. he's like not a problem at all. Yeah, he's like I've got a key and we need weapons and guess what? They're right up here. And uh it's a trap. Too bad it's a trap. And they're gonna. Now, of course, we you know we have Chekhov's jack-off test, and of course, is a trick. Um, did you pull the sound of what he says, Dex? No, because he I just goes. Could not trick again. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What was the first time?" Or he says, "Tricked you." Now I can't remember. Either way, he just says, "Tricked you." <laughs> Yeah, no, that one, I, I was looking for it and couldn't find it in a good enough state. And I was like, I could go through the film and rip the sound out, but no, 
I'm not going to do that. I pulled a yeah. Steve Rogers. I think that's fair. No, I don't think I will. Yeah. I don't think I'll be doing that. I'm old Steve. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> don't worry about it if you know what we're talking about. We're not going to elaborate. That's it. We're done. But if you've been on the internet, you've probably seen the meme. Nope, I don't think I will. Yeah, but they finally saved this movie from this point. Yeah, it really picks up from here. Um, once the Hawkmen show up and sort of rescue uh, Flash from um, the bog of an uh, eternal stench, um, uh, then things get going. Because we go to the Hawkman capital, and now we're going to get even more Brian Blessed. Yeah, the, is the best. That was my note. That's the only part I wrote for the Hawk people. Hake people? Fuck. I couldn't spell for shit. That's supposed to be <laughs> Hawk people. Hawk people kingdom. That's right. Brian Blessed is the best. It was the, my favorite part. Uh, because he has so much charisma. The worst part is I only grabbed two of his lines. And... <laughs> no, which, and they're both the, almost the same line. But he is fantastic in this. This... I think also, just real quick, mm. there's a part where after Flash tricks Baron, he goes, uh, he like jumps off the tree and they play like the boom, like a bummer noise. I couldn't take <laughs> that whole scene. I couldn't take that. I, I honestly, I was just like, okay. Okay. The sooner they're off of Aboria, the better. <laughs> yep. Because fake um, Dagobah was not doing it for me. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I mean, Dime like, Store Dagobah was not doing it. You know, I mean, look, I get it. Every movie, the point is to move the plot along by giving you something to. But this movie really felt like they had no idea what they were making. They were just making up as they went. And this scene was the same thing. I was like, why? I look, you don't need to make sense. But why the fuck did you send this spy guy down to bring him up just to do the Russian roulette part? Just do the Russian roulette part. You didn't need to have him in the cage to talk to these guys because it's not like the lizard dude, the hawk guy, and everyone else in this cage got out. As far as I'm concerned, those fuckers are still in the cage. Oh, yeah. No, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. So, like, just have them do the roulette part. And, like, this movie would have been, you know, an hour and 45 minutes long. No, yeah, the the whole I can only imagine that the the scene with the cage is just to again reinforce uh Flash's football mancy. Um American football for uh those of you who um are uh, like a I was going to say a better sport, but I don't like football or soccer. I'm sorry guys. I I'm not a sporto. I'm not much of a sporto. I'm kind of a nerd. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we we then go to the Hawk City, which is um, which is pretty great. This aside from the part where Brian Blessed like pinches Dale's butt pretty problematic and yeah i guess you can go well it was the 80s i mean literally the start of the 80s so you were going to get a bunch of that crap but still it just felt like 
you just did it because you didn't know what to do next. So everyone yeah. just kind of did everything that felt um, whatever. I, th- I think Brian, you know, like Brian Blessed to me is like the shining star of this film. Just given. He definitely is the only one who seems to know what kind of movie he's in. Several, I mean, him, I think, and Max von Sydow know that they are in camp and they just chew the scenery the whole time and to the benefit of the movie there are a couple other people who take it a little more seriously like maybe uh good old timmy d um i mean uh, like i mean you know they recited shakespeare i felt like they were all acting like they were on a stage and you know, but just play it bigger than life, and that's how he did it. And th- that was, I have to admit, like, outside of the creepiness of pinching people's butts when you shouldn't be doing it, don't do that, people. Um, I felt like this was, like, at least the movie started to do something at this point. Everything else just felt very painful. Yeah. the It's a slow start. Um, but it really picks up from here, because we get a cool duel between prince baron and flash gordon on a sort of rotating disc um and uh that's when <laughs> so they're fighting on this disc and it's above of course it's like the the moon door or whatever from uh um uh game, game of thrones, thrones. Uh, yeah so there's like if you fall off this this rotating disc on this this little the uh, doing this uh duel with whips which was weird a weird choice um you have timothy i can only assume they did it because like you know tim dalton has to be like trained in fencing um just because of all the roles he's had and then but then they're like uh hey what can you do uh uh sam uh jones and he's like uh football <laughs> I, no, I thought you were gonna be like, uh, well, I get a little kinky from time to time. So right, yeah. And uh, yeah, so they'll just like have a whip fight, um, and then the uh, Fulton asks for. He's like, "Hand me the remote control. <laughs> Give me the remote control." Which again, the the presence of the phrase "remote control" is hilarious. And it is indeed that, and it controls the giant disc they're fighting on, and it tips and tilts and spikes come up, and it's all very dangerous. Yeah, my favorite bit is the fact that I guess the paint on this disc never truly dried or something, so every once in a while the actors would get silver on them, (laughs) so then they'd have to stop, wipe the silver off, and get back on the disc and start fighting <laughs> some more. Fun. Uh, yeah, so obviously Flash wins this duel, but instead of uh, dropping uh, Baron to his, his doom, he, um, he, he, he again, he's like, hey, we could be teammates. Let's be teammates. We can team up like football. And um, this is when finally uh, Baron decides, hey, where you lead, I'll follow. follow. That's fucking teamwork. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Yeah. And, um. Too bad and, it's short lived, though. Well, I mean, uh, they decide to team up. I guess. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, but 
uh, Hawkman's not having it because uh, Cletus shows up. Um, I guess we we forgot to mention that the the uh, aura goes back to Ming's castle and uh, is tortured by Cletus. Yep. Um, in a very burned. another very uncomfortable scene. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of kinky, yeah, whipping the shit out of her. Yeah, and she's got these huge welts on her back, and he's able to extract sort of the whole plan from her. So he shows up at the. Uh, I don't know how he knew they would go to the Hawk City, but whatever. Not important. <laughs> no, he's a smart dude. Got a gold hand that doesn't do anything. Sure. He also sleeps in a coffin, I guess, on on the bridge of the ship. Only way like behind travel. a door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got pissed kind of when they woke him up. He's like, too soon, I was getting my beauty sleep. Yeah, it was getting really good. I was yeah. riding horses Listen, with guys, my landlord. If I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'll am i come and, and do this thing real quick, but I gotta get back to sleep because I have this thing where if I don't get enough sleep, my eyes and tongue will just shoot out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he shows up and he's, he's swinging his, his big old dick around <laughs> and uh you know they have decided to team up so they're not gonna have that stuff so they just kind of throw him onto that disc again and he goes right into those spikes um and uh that's it for him he just kind of deflates black blood goes everywhere and uh like i said his eyes and tongue slowly protrude from his face because i guess that's what happens when you get or at least when claytis gets stabbed with a bunch of spikes yeah, cool dude. Met a uncool end, but yeah. You know. R.I.P. Cletus. Um, and yeah, uh, that really hurt me. Like, I mean, I really miss the dude. <laughs> there is, you know, that one time where he showed up with the golden arm, and then he reprograms Arkov. Then he was on that ship. And he's kind of cranky, but, you know, he told him where to go. That's the kind of guy Clytus was. And then when he ended up, you know, going to the Hawk People planet and just falling on some spikes. <laughs> dissolving a little bit and then having his eyes kind of bug out of his mask and his tongue as well. And he died. He died how he lived. Terribly. <laughs> that was beautiful um i'm sure he would have uh appreciated that if he wasn't um burning forever in hell um i mean he probably had me being reprogrammed for being so uh sappy about it oh yeah reprogram um, agent john i just <laughs> thought about insane clown posse <laughs> it's it's and scented candles <laughs> And I my, their program. My girl, I sh- I thought about Fago. It shielded me. <laughs> yeah, I thought about everything that no one likes. Fresca <laughs> that slushed the bottom of your trash can with combination. Yeah, everyone out there listening, if you are in, in a situation where you are being tortured or you're being reprogrammed, just think about that little jingle about Fresca and how it tastes like trash leavens. Because it does. It does. That's a that's a fact. 
Um, that is a complete and utter fact. But um, uh, do at me, Fresca. We're we are available, although uh, as always, offer only um, uh, to to really revitalize your brand. So, Coke, get at us, please. Bring, bring, bring. This is the phone again. Oh, hello, hello. Ah, uh, hello. It's me again. Guess what? Mm. Just guess. Uh, you, you I represent it. Coke as well. <laughs> oh, shit, son. Anyway, you'll have to stop talking about Fresca. Wait, hold on. What's that? What? No, we don't We don't like Fresca either? Okay, cool. I'm going to start doing the accent again. Oh, never mind. Uh, Fresca. <laughs> We're not, we're not big friends of Fresca either. Uh, you have our blessing. Uh, Fresca away. Anyway, that's the last time we'll probably be hearing from Obi Wan. <laughs> that character is canceled. Um, not for uh, doing anything bad, because because he's not funny. Um, but uh, yeah, we so we get a, a really confusing series of things where, um, like. First, Cletus shows up, and I guess the Emperor uh, was like, I don't really trust that guy, I'm going to do it myself. Because he uh, shows up right afterwards, and uh, the Hawkmen are like, well, take your shit, let's leave. <laughs> yeah, take anything that isn't strapped down. <laughs> yeah, and Flash is like, uh, tear down these big metal things, we'll use them as a parachute. <laughs> yeah. And of course, that's a bad idea. Um, because I guess you can just, like, we didn't really mention, but, like, all these things are on Planet Mongo, quote-unquote, but They're Planet moons. Mongo is, like, a separated into chunks that exist in this sort of limbo space that is not outer space because people can breathe in it. Yeah, no, they're, like, so, like, Mongo's one, yeah, or the whole area's, like, Ming's planet's kind of, like, in the center. And then all these other areas are kind of ringed around it. They just they refer to them as moons in the in the movie, so they're all like habitable moons of different types, right? Yeah. But they're really just like a chunk of land. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm go around calling it. it. It's it's like all of them are daily city. <laughs> just right, <like> <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Um, a lot of space, but. Yeah. And if you don't live in the Bay Area, that is a place outside of San Francisco. So there you yeah. go. If you and you're just trying to figure, just think of a small town near your house. Yeah. And if you live a in a small town, it's that's you, you also live on Aboria or Hawk People Kingdom. I forgot right. the name. So, that one. so good luck. Aboria is basically a suburb of Mongo. There you go. Um, but people. it is also under the Hawk kingdom so apparently flash's idea is you can just parachute down to arborea but that of course that's a terrible idea and they're getting captured by uh ming anyway um so the prince baron and and dale get captured and uh f they leave flash behind because ming wants to make him an offer like confusingly <laughs> he decides to uh, you know, he's tried to kill himself several times and have, has been unsuccessful, so he, he switches out the vinegar for honey and says, uh, hey, uh, I'll give you Earth, you know? We'll, um, 
will do a bunch of earthquakes and people will be desperate and then you can rule over them with an iron fist. It, it'll be great. And uh, Flash agrees and it's the end of the movie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> of course not. He's fine. Yeah, he doesn't know Flash, dude. No. <clears throat> he doesn't know him. He, uh, he's, he, he says no. Uh, he would not rather... Uh, he would choose death before, um, you know, becoming like Ming. Um, and so Ming just leaves. <laughs> he just, yeah. He's like, okay, we'll just blast the place from uh, orbit. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, have fun. You know, certainly there's there's not a rocket cycle in here somewhere that you could easily escape, um, I'm sure. So I'm just going to go ahead and leave the classic villain thing and uh, and just let him, you know... He's certain that he will die, even though he is wrong. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna go marry Dale later. <laughs> she will be my concubine. We're gonna get married. Well, there's a very funny gag marriage scene coming up. Yes, there is. I guess. <laughs> and then, like um, you were you were pointing out though, as the uh, hot people place is getting wrecked. For some strange reason, they have a sky cycle or rocket sled, and uh, <laughs> that they did not mention. That they did not mention, and a uh, flash gets on it and flies off. Yeah, he can pilot this as well, no problem. Uh, those pilot training lessons have really come in come in handy in this one, and uh, he uh, he flies and then like radios the Hawkmen <laughs> who are hanging out on Arborea on some you know some tree roots, and he's just like. Hey everybody, uh, I'm fine, and they're like, "Cool, let's do that plan. Let's go ahead and 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 you know rise up and 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 revolt against Ming." Do you realize um, this is the second movie we've talked about with Brian Blessed where he's in a swamp hiding out, <laughs> and that he uh, that he reluctantly agrees uh, or agrees after some like motivation after being like. De- Actually, wow! After being kicked out of his his ancestral home, he agrees to help our our hero, um, uh, you know, and sort of send in his his troops on a, like a suicide mission. This is like exactly the same. As I think George Victimus. Lucas was being funny. I literally think he was being funny after seeing this. Is yeah, it- I mean, I think I think he. I mean, he definitely was he wanted to make flash gordon so who knows maybe he liked this movie he certainly i'm sure that's one of the reasons why brian uh you know blessed was cast in phantom and it's not someone like wilford brimley or someone who i i think i thought it was when i when i saw that movie it's like oh dino you didn't want to give me the movie huh okay (laughs) i'm going to make it it's fine (laughs) There is a lot of uh, there's a lot of Flash Gordon in Phantom Menace, uh, especially in the uh, in the, the Naboo aesthetic. Yeah, um, that, that was well done. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, so uh, next we get some some fun stuff where Flash is just kind of having a great time on his sky cycle, <laughs> yeah, flying towards the city. Down. Yep. And then we cut back to the city, and, and um, we get a we get a fun pillow fight between Aura and uh, Dale. Uh, she shows up, and Dale just sees her and is like, "You 
little piece of shit. Um, <laughs> and really goes after her. And what starts off as like a pretty honest brawl just turns into a pillow fight. So it's like, all right, movie, we get we get where you're going with this. Um, and then we find out that, <laughs> that Ming has ED. Deadly poison. My father always drinks a power potion before he makes love. How does she know that? <laughs> I mean, well, I remember think when gonna... I said the shit earlier, I meant mm-hmm. the whole weird family shit that yeah. happens that we're just kind of like gone because I think it's yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Right now. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier. Oh, this is one of my favorite parts. But when they are not to backtrack too far, but when they are fighting on the disc, Dale <laughs> shouts to Flash, "Flash, I love you, but we only have fourteen hours to save Earth." <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they said they like. I don't know. Like, I don't know how we do this. How do we? How do we establish this ticking clock? And so they they literally <laughs> they literally are just like just have her just say it. They're like just say it. It'll be fine. Yeah, um, well, I think there's a small part where uh, Zarkov is calculating how many hours they have left before Earth right. is destroyed. They just so. don't know how to tell that. I don't know. They just didn't know how to tell that to to Flash. I guess so. They just have her shouted out while he's dueling, but. So we have a ticking clock now. Earth is is hanging in the balance. Although, <laughs> I mean, we I guess we just have to assume that everything's okay. But um, uh, yeah, we find out <laughs> that Ming has ED. He needs to take that power potion so uh, he can the uh, really uh, do it to it. Um, but uh. Here's a, here's something. So, as the rocket cycle slowly approaches uh, the palace, they start firing on it. And are they shooting laser swords? I think so. Yeah, right. They had yeah. little hilts on them or cross guards, I should say. I mean, dude, they have gauntlet guns. There's no reason why they wouldn't have like right have sword guns. That makes sense, swords, you know. <laughs> But he's like, he, he flies up to the castle. He's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> he turns around <laughs> and flies away. But what initially seems like a very poorly laid plan by old Flashy G uh, turns into um, it's actually all part of the plan because they send their, their greatest warship out with General Ajax um, mm. piloting it and, uh, and they chase him into a cloud um and this looked and, cool yeah I admit, which looked, i like this i like this effect the most outside of the gun, gun the, the sure the spaceship yeah. flying through the smoke looked pretty cool yeah so on the other side of this cloud are all the hawkmen and <laughs> yeah <laughs> flash uh gordon and um they so here's a weird uh, dialogue continuity error that I I, um, I noticed, and maybe you caught this too. Um, but after he flies through the cloud, they they're like, "All right, shoot the you know electrodes in there and electrify the uh, the cloud." And then then he says, "Deploy the nets to catch Volton's body." No, I think it's the catch Flash's body. But I'm pretty sure he says Volton, oh, <laughs> or, or maybe he says Gordon. In a weird accent? 
It might have been. I think he was meaning Flash, though. That's what I, I picked up on. Right. That That's obviously what it was meant to say. It did sound like he said it's Volton's body, but now that I say it out loud, maybe he said Gordon's body, and it just he had an accent and it sounded weird. Yeah, that's that could be probably more likely. But needless to say, this, this electrifying of the cloud does nothing. He doesn't come, Flash doesn't come out, he doesn't fall out. And so they decide to go through the cloud, and then they have that cool shot you're talking about of this very kind of like um, campy sort of fifties rocket sort of slowly rising out of a out of a cloud, and um, they realize too late it's a trap, and they are attacked by the Hawkmen, and they really they really give this uh, they really give this ship a what for. Um, they're able to overwhelm it fairly easily. Well, yeah, after you get the quality, like, uh, battle planning by, uh, Volton, like... Die! <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he just tells various squadrons to dive, and it's all the same clip of, uh, Hawkman diving. That they just play over and over again. Oh well. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> this is the one part in the movie where the the music, like we get the clean the queen motif back, and suddenly the music rocks. I was like, where was this music for the rest of the movie? Yeah, I mean I it was it was weird because you know they got Queen. I don't think anyone even heard. I don't think Dino De Laurentiis and any of them have heard a Queen when this came out. But I wish they would have pulled like, "Hey, we want you to do the whole soundtrack." You know, yeah. instead of just like one song where we just cut it up and play it at different parts of this movie. You know, give them like a real Highlander thing where they just start rocking out like old rock opera or something would have made this movie a million times better absolutely um so uh we since they uh since princess uh aurora was able or aurora, <laughs> aurora. <laughs> princess aura was able to um uh sort of uh escape from her from her like escort by doing a very cool knife trick where she pulls she has this very ornate sort of corset thing or a belt and it's concealing two like thin stilettos that she pulls out and just like very brutally kills the the pig guard that is that has her cat uh captive and she's gonna go uh, release um, Zoltan and uh, Barris, or Baron, I should say. And uh, they are in a jail jail cell that is graffitied <laughs> with some pro flash graffiti. And I swear to uh, all that is holy that Flash got there an hour and a half ago. <laughs> But somebody's already uh, like defaced the dungeon with some pro Flash Gordon graffiti. Go Flash, go! Uh -oh. <laughs> yep. 
And, I thought uh, you were going to say he got there an hour and a half before just to deface the fucking <laughs> prison. <laughs> it's like, this old Sparga, a revolution. We gotta be a team! Um, and uh, so they break out. There's some fun stuff with like sort of the the general uh, the general of the force of of, of uh, Ming's forces, um, you know, where she's kind of seen through this ruse uh, that the Hawkman and Flash are planning, where they're gonna fly this 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 uh, one of Ming's cruisers r- right in into the the uh, lightning shield that is around the palace, so they can blow it up. And then have access to the palace, and uh, so Zarkov and 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 Baron are going to aid them, um, and they're going to do that by breaking into the control room and then ripping. <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> again, Zoltan or Zoltar Zoltan or Zoltan Quar Karin, <laughs> right? Whatever the whatever the heck that guy's name is, he. Uh, he knows that you need to to rip off one of the visors from from these weird bald dudes that are kind of sitting in this control room, and when Baron does, it shows that the guy's eyes were hooked into the visor, so he just basically brutally murdered him. Him and, and Ebel, uh, the other ones, they all just kind of died when yeah, and they all die, and he's like, oh okay, never mind. They abandoned that plan right then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, oh man, this whole little moment when they're in the control panel and, uh, you know, like fucking Flash is uh, willing to sacrifice himself to uh, steer the ship. My favorite part out of all this is when they cut to the wedding real quick and the shooting is happening and the general is like, the do not, uh, wedding guest, do not be alarmed. The shooting is... Uh, the constant shooting is honor of Ming's wedding. <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't, don't be a, yeah, don't worry about all the shooting outside. We're just gonna do a twenty-one gun salute for the rest of this wedding. <laughs> totally and, planned. And I like the look on uh, uh, Ming's face where he's just kind of like, hmm, nice touch. Yeah, yeah he, at first he's like, what? And then he's like, oh, <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, someone was thoughtful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um so he's uh so back at uh on ship flash um they <laughs> at one point they're like they're flying towards this the city the, the ming city or whatever and he and they're like let's tune in to hear what the populace of ming is saying and so they're apparently there's just like a radio station on the rocket that is like picks up the PA of the Ming city <laughs> because they just see they start hearing a very cheesy guitar render uh like um the rendition of the ride. the wedding march <laughs> yeah, exactly from Earth which nobody is surprised that is the same uh, on Mongo well, maybe um, Dale rec- uh, requested it maybe yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, Ming seems genuinely excited about this wedding. I just want to say, like, the way he's act, the way he's sort of like acting uh, before the wedding itself, he seems genuinely uh, thrilled to be uh, marrying Dale. Um, but um, good. Maybe that's he can stop chasing his daughter. 
<laughs> his daughter, I'm sure, is very thrilled. Oh, wait. Oh, um, I, I forgot to add that he can stop chasing his daughter. <laughs> Whoa. And then, Talk you know, about blue. Yeah, the worst. My word. Yeah. Doing their vows, and the priest is like, do you promise not to jettison her out into space? And Ming's like, what? He's like, and the priest is like, oh, I mean, until you want to. He's like, yeah. okay, that's fine. Yeah, much yeah sure. Yeah, or the trying to find the ring. <laughs> yep, that part. The ring, the ring, get the ring. Get the ring. <laughs> it's so, the ring, the ring. it, it shifts from, like, action to, like, a very corny part. Crash. Oh, totally. Yes. Masterful uh, writing here. Um... Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, so Flash, uh, uh, he, he is in the ship and he, he, he types in, he uses the ship's computer to type in the, the three minutes and 25 seconds they have left in, uh, that Earth has left. Um, from the moment he types that in, literally 20 minutes <laughs> pass. Yeah, it, yeah, it should be negative 17 seconds, 17 yep. minutes at that point. Yep. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, the uh, the lightning shield uh, gets dropped, and uh, whereas Flash was going to have to pilot the ship himself, sacrifice himself, and pilot it into the, the lightning shield to uh, to to you know expose uh, Ming's palace to attack, instead uh, he doesn't have to. The, the lightning shield goes down, and he he makes he makes a beeline for that uh, for that wedding. Uh, party or the the wedding the room in the palace throne room i guess yeah it seemed like kind of a catch-all room to be honest yeah so ming sees this coming and much like the guy um who did not avoid the steamroller and austin powers he just kind of hangs out uh while this ship sort of barrels down towards him yeah and it gets impaled on it yeah, he doesn't even try to run away until the very end, and it's far too late because it crashes through the window, and it just the the little sort of uh, I don't know spire on the end of the ship just goes right through him. Yeah, I mean, normally you would question that level of accuracy, but when you know the song says, you know, Flash Gordon, King of the Impossible, King of the Impossible. impossible. Yeah, I was just like, well, I believe it now. I am I am a believer. Yeah. And um Flash Gordon jumps off the ship with uh what is that sword called from WoW? Lightbringer? Oh. Yeah, no. it is no, no, Ashbringer. Ashbringer. Yeah, he, he jumps off the he jumps off the ship with Ashbringer. Um, I'm which glad is, you calling that out because I thought the same damn thing when I saw yeah. it. It's like, damn, that's very. That must be where they got the design from it. Oh, I mean, definitely. I mean, who? I'm sure there's. Maybe they're both based on an ancient sword that had a weird ball, um, you know, sort of a three quarters away up through the blade, but it's a very strange looking sword. Um, the thing is, he doesn't really use it. <laughs> he, he brandishes it towards Ming. Ming does his little freeze ray thing, but he has 
if we in case you have forgotten you got impaled by a rocket ship so he is uh you know he's dying yeah his powers are waning real quick that was kind of the understanding i got from it where he's just like exactly and flash uh, says as much yeah so you must be Um, weak old man and he uh, at this point he points his ring at himself and sucks himself into the ring yeah i wrote ming's power eats him yeah he does it to himself and so i guess he he takes himself out of the equation and immediately everything is fine the robot comes up we mentioned the robot from earlier the robot is just waiting for this to happen because the robot flows up and it's like Ming's dead. Cool. Long live Flash, Flash Gordon. Hero of the world. Everyone likes him. And then Flash jumps and goes, yeah! <laughs> because they did not know how to end it. That's why that <laughs> happened. Right? But it's not the end. No. It just pauses briefly. <laughs> and then they have that whole scene where they just kind of take care of the rest of the business. They're like, alright, uh, Voltan, you're head of the army and he's like cool i guess prince baron is the new ruler yeah, i guess law and decree uh and then they're, yeah, go ahead. they're like they're like you guys are welcome to stay and flash is like what do you say i guess apparently flash has no family or friends on earth he just plays for a nfl football team then people yeah seem to know him and he's on news and on magazines but He's a famous star quarterback, and I guess no one's going to miss him. And uh, and then Dale's like, I'm a kind of a New York City gal, <laughs> which is a part of Dale's personality that I have never heard before this moment. It, and, it explains uh, how she was able to flip around and shoot people, dude. That's and true. Yeah, that does like, kind of justify that in a good way. But it is funny that, like, is no one listening to her? It, it sounds like she wants to go home and they're like Haha, we're staying anyway <laughs> and then we got the original Super Bowl drones the hot people <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god the Hawkman the movie ends with the Hawkman spelling out thank you in the sky <laughs> Thank you, Flash. <laughs> they do it so slow. It ta- it feels like it takes fifteen minutes. Well, dude, the fucking hawk dudes were so like when he, they're like dive. It took like a good three or four minutes for them to ever get to that ship. Yeah, <laughs> fly slowly downward. It would have been easier if they stopped flapping. I think they would have gotten there quicker. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, when they're flying, then they're just like, thank Flash. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. This is Mongo said, take my ass back home. <laughs> yeah, so they, um, uh, they had, uh, so we get then the, um, the, pre- I guess the precursor to the Marvel um post-credit tag which is the the end question mark 
Yeah, and of course, it did. is the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who there was took never another ring. Movie? Who took it? Right. <laughs> There's nobody left. <laughs> they they killed. I guess just some random person with a black glove took the the ring. We hear a little Ming laugh. Um, it's nowhere near the the uh, awesome <laughs> the awesome He Man uh, actual post credit tag. <laughs> <laughs> Skeletor literally looks down the barrel of the camera and says, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, he also is not. With the water in his fucking eye. He's all, <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And then the next line out of that is, Get me the fuck out of this tank. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Jello>, damn it. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's, uh, that's the end of the movie. Um, and, uh, and, and with it, uh, the joy and the light in the universe goes out because Flash Gordon is over. So, um, John, what do you say? Does this movie belong in the pop saga pantheon? So I've been thinking about this. Uh, no with an asterisk. Mm-hmm. So I think... I can totally see how its level of camp and cult like status would propel it to pop, uh, pop culturedom. I mean, it has made its way into um, other mediums, so it's kind of cemented itself with a fringe audience. I guess the only way I could put it, like, you know, people who are really into that stuff. Um, so, in that regards, that's the asterisk. Yes, it has made its mark on pop culture, but I don't think this is something... I don't know if this is really a movie you would need to watch to have any sort of um, bearings or understanding of what you're seeing or the, the the callbacks that you're getting because those callbacks are what will stick out to you anyway, right? Like, there's no, like, sense of depth or understanding you would get gain from watching Flash Gordon that would make those jokes land any better. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess if you've watched Ted and you feel like you don't get the part where uh, where Sam Jones shows up and they do a bunch of visual references and, and like, uh, and references to the, the theme song, um, if you don't get that and you feel like you want to, then I say just look up a few clips on YouTube. You'll get the idea. Yeah, the, yeah. There's no point in watching this whole movie that would make you go, "Oh, now I understand the depth of a movie that has a CG teddy bear in it." Exactly. Or, or that you, that memorable movie we're all still talking about, Ted. Yeah, yeah. I talk about it daily. Um, of course. Yeah, I, I. You know, before the. Before the the, uh, the the terrific pandemic we're living through, yeah, um, uh, I went on the uh, the Universal Studio backlot tour at Universal Studios Hollywood, and um, one of the stops there is we went like by the director's bungalows um, that are sort of in the back of the lot, and there's a Ted statue which <laughs> got pointed out, and a lot of people took pictures of. So there you go. Ted still alive on the Hollywood uh, backlot tour. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It's, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's just, it would be hard for me to straight flat out recommend if you got time to kill, you've, you've always been curious, you have a free rental of it, or someone has the, you know, a DVD or Blu ray they can let you borrow, and you want to have a, a fun drinking night, but drinking responsibly, because if, you were to go to level camp with this, probably kill you with the level. Yeah, don't movie. don't do a drinking game uh, just, just with have this a few movie. Drinks, you know, drink a little Snoop Dogg weed wine or whatever it is that <laughs> yep. forces drinking. You know, Cali like, Red, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, nineteen crimes. Cali Red, blended by Sir Snoop Dogg himself. Yeah. Um, and you know he knows how to blend because he could roll blunts anyway. Yeah, like, sure. Those <laughs> those are analogous <laughs> skills. The same thing. I I don't know how wine's made. But I also thought about this a little bit, and does it it belong in your, the the listener's uh, personal pantheon if it isn't there already? Um, Or can it be skipped? And I, so the, the 80s movie is born out of the serials um, and the comics. Um, and those are the things that inspired George Lucas, not this movie. The serials and the comics are what inspired him um, to create Star Wars. And so I think as a pop culture touchstone, the property of Flash Gordon is important and cool. And if you want to look that up, and uh, and if you want to experience some of that content, I say go for it. But I don't think this 1980s movie is, I don't know, I don't know if it's the most important part of the, what makes up Flash Gordon. So what I would say is, you know, research, read some comics, look at some of those old serials, maybe understand that it is a product of its time and it has parts of it that are not, that are uncomfortable to some and probably downright insulting to others. Um, but if you want to understand its place in pop culture, do, I would say do that. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to see this movie. Like just, if, is there a music, if there's a music video on YouTube that is just parts of this movie with the Queen song, I think that's maybe the optimal way to experience this. Uh, I had fun watching it with the old Mrs. Uh, but I don't think I would ever say, hey, you gotta see Flash Gordon. Oh, have you haven't seen Flash Gordon? Oh my god, you gotta see it. I don't, no, listen, no, no. Yeah, ten, out, ten times out of ten, I'd be like, you've never seen Masters of the Universe? We're watching Masters of the Universe. At no point would I be like, and even that one is arguably f- super fringe on pop culturedom there, but yeah, I would point- it's a lot more watchable. Yeah, 100%. So I think that's where I I would say I wouldn't recommend it. But if you like it, then that's great. It exists and they're always talking about making another one. So um so any closing thoughts on this quote unquote movie? Dive away <laughs> from this movie. Um <laughs> But good recommendation. Dive. See, watch this segue because I realize we don't do this often enough. Uh, 
So check this segue out. I'm working on this shit. When, when Fresca finally hits us up. Dive into our social media. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> wow, that was so dive. smooth. What I have, uh, yeah. Smooth as Fresca. <laughs> trundling its way down your throat yeah oh that's a word um wow you killed my segue no follow us on mm-hmm. instagram at the pop saga you can buy t-shirts if you want on t public at the pop saga or on twitter at i think it's the pop saga as well um tell your friends tell your family Tell everybody, get them listening. New year, newer pop saga. Actually, same old shit. We curse a lot more. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, we ramble a lot more. That's our promise for 2021. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we aim to make this a half uh, hour and a half episode, and who knows what will happen after uh, John um, works his editing magic, but it's clearly it's almost three hours long <laughs> So at this point. Um so uh, that's i mean the pop saga promise um but uh so going uh so we want to say from all of us to all of you uh happy new year uh it's 2020 let's uh let's kick this one off right um do yourself a favor kick it off right by not watching (laughs) (laughs) um and uh well as always what we like to say is stay happy stay healthy and we'll see you next week Saga, you know we keep it groovy. Uh-huh. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty live, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard this right. is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. <laughs>